Hey everybody, Randy here. I just wanted to share with you guys that today's episode is going to be a little bit different than most. It was recorded last Monday during the tour postponement announcement and we start off the episode very excited about the upcoming tour and the Toronto show that was supposed to be happening on that day and we somewhere in the middle we found out about the news and it kind of took a turn so it's sort of a lot of raw emotions in this and you, you kind of I guess from a fan perspective you get to see how exactly our show flipped from being so excited about one thing to being absolutely devastated about not getting something, you know, in a major tour and knowing what we know now that everything is canceled makes it a lot easier to do this and release this, but it was definitely difficult at the time, but I just wanted to share that all with you guys. So nobody's alarmed and nobody thinks that this is kind of late to the punch news. So hopefully besides that you enjoy it. It's a very very good show but there it was definitely a struggle to get through so here it is and away we go you're listening to live on four legs the live pearl jam podcast experience featuring Fucking camera in the truck. Hey everybody now, welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. If you're here for the first time, the last time, or the hundredth time, you guys know the drill. What we do is we cover a show every single episode. We talk about something from the Pearl Jam lore and era, uh, a couple of songs that that were important to a set list, you know, something something important and meaningful. And today we are falling on the day of the tour. It is tour season. Finally, Toronto on this day that we're releasing this episode, the 18th of Wednesday, we're finally getting a tour and it's, I'm so excited for it. And, uh, the excitement is just rapid and I can't wait to go to MSG and I can't wait to go to St. Louis and I can't wait to meet all you guys. Everything is odd. I, it's awesome. It's through the roof right now. My excitement is, is overboard and I, I can't wait for everything. So of course for a Toronto show that's happening tonight, we're going to cover a Hartford episode. I hear the crickets in the background. So um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, but we have two very special guests. First guest. He is a man who has, he was a pioneer in Live on Four Legs that helped build the show and, and make it what it is today. Uh, if you were back 
in the olden days, listening in 2018 into 2019, you probably remember him. You probably remember a lot of his hot takes, and he's here for a major reason today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Original Live on Four Legs host, Matt Helbig. I've been waiting for this moment since since <laughs> Boston. <laughs> <laughs> since avocado since, came out basically well if you want to go that far back sure welcome back to the show hello this is um i'm i'm very excited that uh we we've there's been some times where we've kind of been like hey matt come back and it hasn't worked but here we are and uh you know unfortunately you're not going to be able to do a, a, a full episode today but you're going to do up to what you can and uh you know that, and that's enough for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I miss everybody, and uh, uh, it, you know, it's it's not because I um, stopped liking the band or the podcast or anything like that. Randy and I did not have a falling out or or what, whatever it might no. be. It's I don't think no, anybody thought it, it's that. It's just that uh, I've been uh, you know fortunate enough to be able to focus on my own music, and uh, you know, I've been doing that basically every day for the past you know, a uh, year or so, and it just, it got to be a lot. So uh, I'm glad to be able to, to just get in here for, for, uh, you know, as, as much time as, as possible to, to talk a little bit, especially since the hype train is just like, you know, off the tracks right now. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the time to be talking about it. And uh, we're very excited for gigaton. We're just counting the days. It's probably what, uh, uh, nine days until the gigaton comes out. You're going to, you're going to come to the, uh, uh, the event that we're doing at the record store, right? Yeah. I plan on, um, leaving city fields, Mets opening day and coming, uh, straight there right after. So let's get into our other guest today. This is actually, this was a Patreon requested episode from Kevin Murray. And when he requested this episode, of course, I was going to say, Yes, we're doing it. It's a Hartford episode. Obviously, I have a very large Hartford bias. I, I It's my state, so I have to. But this was a really good show and also one that I, I, I realized that our guest, our other guest, I suppose, uh, was, was at. And it makes sense because, of course, with the show, the, the tour starting today, we can invite him on. And he can talk about his freaking wonderful website that is absolutely a treasure. So the Pearl Jam community, uh, live footsteps. I was thinking live on four legs for a second, but that might be something else. Don't know what it is. Livefootsteps.org creator, Jave Dantausch. I said it right that time. Right, Jave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jabes. <laughs> that should be the new search engine. Askjabes.com. But it's all Pearl Jam related information only. That's essentially yes. what Live Footsteps there it is. is. Wow. Yes. We have come full circle. <laughs> Dave, thanks yes. for coming on. We heard you earlier in the week. We did our draft episode and got to hear some of your picks and, and struggles to keep up with, with the draft because you were filling in everything. Tell everybody what you were doing for the Fantasy League that um, you know you were able to build these pages on live footsteps to basically build our own league standing. It's kind of incredible. 
Yeah, yeah. I was trying to do it live, just like I do the uh, live uh, footsteps, uh, trying to keep the uh, stats up to date while you guys were picking uh, their, your songs. Um, it didn't go as well because I was also picking my own songs. So I was trying to keep track of that <laughs> and try to pick my own songs and figure out what was going on. And I, at the time, I didn't have the whole back end of the site built for the for the fantasy. So I was like looking up numbers plugging in stuff it was it was not easy <laughs> but it's such a cool thing it's such a cool thing that you did because it's essentially like going to you know a yahoo uh uh fantasy league and seeing your stats that's what it's going to be you can see all the teams you can see their songs you can see the songs on waivers you, you built such a cool thing there yeah thank you you actually just relaunched your site recently um yes uh you had a couple of things in there for super users that were really in-depth things that i was i was thankfully fortunately able to use as, uh for statistics for this show but now you've been able to make them uh for everybody so what what are some of the new functions that you have on the site so i now I'm able to show everybody the song before, song after, whatever song you're looking at. So if you're at a show and you hear Jeremy, you're going to know that whatever song is going to be next, or, or not particularly, but within percentages, you know, okay, most of the time they play this song after Jeremy or Comatose or whatever. Find your set positions, his song positions. Uh, you know, is a song mostly played between you know set one and five, six and ten. You know, it, it it's all broken down into where it fall a song falls within a set. Did you add in the function of like being able to search for two different songs at the same time, like what's been played back to back and things like that, or? Like you can search like the Mama song. Or I something, will be or adding. The, 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 I will be. Yes. Okay. So I will be adding that in. Uh, it, it was not. It wasn't a priority, but it is going to be uh, um, during the early part of this tour. It will be available. Cool. So yeah, those are things that I, I loved to see because there's always, especially for for this show in particular, you have both Matt and I. This is why we wanted to do this so much. Both of our songs that our number one must-see song that we've never heard before are actually back-to-back in this show. And it's the only time that they've ever been back-to-back and maybe the only time that they've ever been played at the same show. Brain J and Big Wave. So that's probably why we're never doing. will be again. Uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> happening unless there's some sort of magic in the air and you know the band is listening to something out there uh we're probably not getting it but and you know, uh, I, I thought it'd be funny if you know since this is coming out on you know it, it's tour kickoff uh it, it would kind of be funny to um compare this set list to to what they play today on their tour kickoff see what kind of lines up and i could tell you probably not a lot of it which is which is <laughs> no <not. laughs> you're but, not you gonna get if, if it if it does line up, then we might be in for a, a wild uh, tour season here. So we can, we can, yeah, hope. I think it's going to be very unlikely that they finish a first encore with leash and blood in 2020. It's just, it's not in the cards, but you know, we'll, 
We'll see. They, they, look, anything can happen. That That's the magic. Stranger that's the beauty of this. Happened. Absolutely. So <laughs> let's get into the show a little bit. Dave, you were at this show. Um, I'm curious because this is uh, what is now known as the Xfinity Center. I used to call it the Meadows when I first moved to Connecticut. Uh, some people call it the New England Dodge Center. It's had about five or six different names over the course of a handful of years that that I've known about it and I've been to it. Um, so it is one of the grassy field theaters out outdoor amphitheater. You have your, uh, your seating area that's under a roof. And then you have the seats that, uh, I'm sorry, the grass that that's pushed back. So where were, were you for the show? Uh, I was actually just outside the, uh, the domed area. Um, I believe there was some seats right up at the top. And that's where that's where I was uh, over on the over on uh, well I guess boom side you would say or uh, or stone side. I think you're you were fortunate to get seats because I, I've again been there a bunch of times and the grass is not good. I don't like being on the grass anywhere, but if you're getting a cheap show, usually you're getting the grass. So uh, and apparently it was very hot this night. Do you remember that? It was it was very very hot. It was very, like, the dry. It, it kind of rained earlier in the day, and well, it 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 got really really muggy. It was really hot. That and that bodes well for that. That bodes horribly for everybody that's on the grass because obviously, you know, if you don't come prepared with a chair or a blanket, then you're screwed. But. Ed mentions it a bunch of times that it was uncomfortable because of the weather. But um, what what from the show, besides the set list and besides like how unique it is, what what stands out to you? Like, what are your memories from from being there? Well, we got there early uh, earlier in the day. You know, it was a little it was a little we were we were a little hesitant about pulling in because of the supposed rain that was that was coming around. Um, I remember pulling into the parking lot to tailgate. And I, I remember them checking our cars for alcohol, and we we're like, "Oh man!" Like we were, we were staying at the rest, uh, we we're staying at the uh, like Motel Six, like right across the street from the venue. So we kept on seeing people get checked, and we're like, "Ah, oh, we don't want to have all of our stuff taken." So we uh, we parked, and then took a long walk to trying to find a packy store. Uh, <laughs> To get something else to sneak it in, right? And uh, I remember parking next to a uh, a friend of mine from college that I had no idea was going to be at the show, <laughs> and it was this is gave me the idea uh, a couple of years later that he was there for a bachelor party, and I was like, you know what? When I get married, I want to go to a Pearl Jam show as part of my bachelor party. <laughs> I mean, Matt, if they were playing in 2019, that that would have been it. That would have been a great idea. Yeah, I mean, Mohegan was fun and all. We got lost in the damn place like five times, but uh, Pearl Jam showed for like 30 minutes. <laughs> what a what a great what a weird night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. not not you know. I, I would have definitely taken a Pearl Jam show over just about anything for a bachelor party, but yeah, that that's 
a freaking awesome idea. One, one thing that, Matt, this was two days after the MSG show that we went to in 2008, the, my, my first show. So listening to it and knowing what I know now, I'm having major freaking regrets over not being at the show. My brother was in I, – I wasn't living here at the time. That was, I think, my last year of college, and I was going through summer courses. And I, my brother was living in Connecticut. We could have crashed at his place. What were we thinking? Why were we not at this show? Were we just too naive? Yes. I, I think we, we didn't really – yeah, the, we, I, we didn't get the full scope for sure. And, right. Um, and, and listen, those – you know, that – uh, what was that? It was like June 25th, right? Uh, June 25th was MSG, so this was, yeah, this yeah, was I the mean, tw- 27th. Was, I mean, come on, I mean, you know, we got the uh, the uh, Go set ender, we had gotten uh, um, that, that's that's the one where the, the backup singers did like WMA. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, listen, we got a, we got a, um, uh, a pretty it's a good special show ace freely a yeah good show ace freely uh and um releases uh, the Kiss, opener of course one of the best <laughs> songs ever uh but yeah so i mean we got a good show i i just don't think yeah it's different now for sure but it's funny because even looking back on this and this show there are five songs and maybe three or four of those five I haven't that I haven't seen from this show. I'm absolutely dying to see. So imagine if what what the what the tables would be like right now if if we were at the show. I saw Brain of Jay. Would I? And that's part of the reason why I'm trying to go to way more shows all the time is that I have to at least hear this once. I don't know sure. if I would have been. I probably would have, but maybe not as desperate to get to all these shows had I have gone to this one and heard it. So that's going to be, that's going to be kind of a, a theme going on in the show, especially very early on. There are some that you just don't hear at all. So why don't we, uh, why don't we get into it? Uh, we kick the show off with the metamorphosis two and the band hits the stage. And originally on the set list, it was supposed to be sometimes, but you get it crossed off and you get something way rarer than that. You get a little riot act with Can't Keep.
they were not playing the song at all during this time. Uh, it would be this one would be the last appearance until 2013, and really only been played three times uh, since that night. But sort of the perfect kind of opener because it's setting the tone of there are going to be a lot of random freaking things in this show, and this one is that appetite wetter that is going to tell you get ready because this is not there's not going to be an even flow mid set there's not going to be all the things that you expect to be there it's going to be mixed up a lot definitely yeah so i have some a little story about can't keep uh we were waiting outside for so long and i was waiting in line trying to get inside and i was like oh shit i gotta piss i gotta piss so bad (laughs) i i'm standing we got finally got to our seat and i'm like all right Brian, I'm telling my brother, I, I gotta go. And he's like, the, the show's gonna start, come on. <laughs> so I, I run, I run to go, and as I'm walking back, I hear Can't Keep start playing. <sighs> and just, 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 just think of Can't Keep. And I'm like, started rushing to run back to my seat as it's playing. And it was, like, like we said, it was very, very hot out. So I'm like, you know, shorts flip-flops and i'm running up these stairs and i roll my ankle oh no so bad oh. as i'm going back <laughs> so the entire show i'm like either leaning back on my chair or standing on one <sighs> leg because my my ankle's killing oh, me no and i'm like <laughs> so I'm, I'm not jumping around or the entire show i'm just like all right i gotta <laughs> hold on here this is that a, was one of the big memories that I had. From bad that. Like, show to be it. injured during because there are so many. <laughs> there's so many rockers during the show too. Ah, oh, I know. I just feel for you, man. That, oh man, I was sitting there. I was like, God oh, damn it! And like after the show, we we're like, I'm glad we had to walk far because I was like, <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> um, again, this the show is filled with a lot of surprises, a lot of deeper cuts, and can't keep is is pretty much perfect here. Um, any anything else? Matt, you didn't roll your ankle during this, but um, did did you enjoy it as the opener? Yeah, for sure. I'll always say that this is one of, if not the most repetitive Pearl Jam song, and I absolutely love it and sent a great. Good, good. I'm glad you were positive. It's, it's, well, it's, it's almost like I'm you glad know, that repetitive meant positive. They, they, they just they just keep repeating, you know, every it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But every time they kind of go back into that after the chorus, the uh, the main riff for the verse and mm-hmm. just start it up again. It, it's such a good part. You you don't mind it that it just keeps coming over and over again. So, right. Yeah, it's, it's great. Very steady. And that. Yeah, that uh, that verse is very kind of ominous. Uh, you know, it's definitely. Uh, set apart from the chorus, and I feel like that's a, a great way to start start the show with that contrast and that darkness kind of bringing you in. So, absolutely, and and the four songs that would follow are four that have probably never, uh, maybe never been in the same set again. Breaker Fall, Last Exit, God's Dice, and All Night. Already in the first five songs, you have one Riot Act, you have two Binaural, a Vitalogy, and a Lost Dog, and. Yeah first of all we we have to make mention to all night because all night in 2008 
this was sort of the, its coming out party and it was being played at every show. And of course, for you know, long time listeners, they know that all night is my anti white whale. That every single show <laughs> that I go to, that they got to play a rarity. <laughs> All night is the rarity of like, I've seen it five of the 26 times that has been played. I am quite finished with it, but uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's no corduroy, there's no Wygo or go or, or even like a severed hand that was being played really early in sets because avocado was very fresh at the time. So first of all, that's two album, op- that's three album openers to open the show mm-hmm. from riot act binaural and, and Vi- vitalogy. And then a number two in God's eyes. And, and if you want to say number one, because All Night's the number one on, on Lost Dog. So you have a bunch of early album songs as it is, but none of these are ever in the same stratosphere as each other. Yet they all work very well together. Uh, except for, well... They are all normally played in the first five songs of a show. But almost never together. Oh, no. no, no. It's usually fall, you know, break or fall would be like break or fall into hell, hell. Or, you know, uh, last exit, corduroy, very basic uh, rock and Pearl Jam set. But God, God's Dice is kind of the glue in all this that, like... To me, if I were to hear God's Dice in this set, I'd be that that's my second sign of damn, I don't know what else they can do today to sort of throw some surprises at me, but there there's about a hundred more. The only thing I the only thing I can't stand here is is all night, you know, I I uh, it's uh I don't know, it's like a bad cover song that they should never have covered or something. It's just uh <laughs> It's just, I, I, well, I'm glad I've only seen it once. I just, so. I don't feel like it's them, you know. It, it, it doesn't feel it's like kind they're Motownish. I don't know. It's I, just, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, never my it's, favorite, it's, but it, it's a B side for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But I've also, if I've, if I had only seen it one time live, maybe I would, I would think differently of it, or think, you know, not think less of it because. I'm just sick of hearing. They were very energetic on all of these. Uh, yeah, I was going to say also with Last Exit that uh, I thought the uh, I thought the intro uh, was very sloppy, almost to where it was a little tough to tell uh, the timing where he there was. Go, but uh, but it was just uh, no, no, no. It was, it, but that wasn't a bad thing. I feel like it it was because they came out of Breaker Fall and they had such good uh, passion and energy with the song that. You know how they kind of get ahead of themselves sometimes. And, oh yeah. Uh, but this wasn't in a bad way. It was just I was like, okay, where's the where's the count here for last exit? This is last exit, right? Let me what's go. Okay, there it is. You know, Jeff comes in, the ba- the drums come in, and and then uh, and then it, it kind of makes sense. But uh, you could tell. I think they were just kind of fired up, and it it showed there uh, again, not in a bad way, just a little sloppy, but passionate. I, I think my my idea of this this little section here of them being fired up is is absolutely the big scream on Breaker Whenever Eddie, and he does it multiple times in this show, he just 
puts it up on, at another level. Uh, this this one was good, and this one brought the crowd into it and and got them fired up early on. I I would think that Dave, you would you would probably agree with, even though you were hobbling. I was still hobbling along, <laughs> so. <laughs> but I was, I was different, like. God's Dice and All Night, that was the one and only time I've ever seen those, um, heard those. Uh, it, it was it was awesome. It was an awesome show. Yeah, right off the like I said, can't keep God's Dice, two that I've never seen before. And uh, I don't have a lot of Pearl Jam regrets, but this is, it, it's turning, in, this one is turning into one the more we talk about it, so... Uh, in between the section and going into the next one, Ed speaks and says he's not sure who played there last, but the bathroom is really stinky and it wasn't him. So we're gonna have to it's we're gonna what, have to see who played there. That's it, it, not what you want. No, no, anybody. But, but it is what you need. <laughs> that's not what anybody wants. <laughs> And then he mentions a bunch of random Connecticut towns. I'm sure that they were on the tour bus and he saw some signs and he was just like, all right, so this one's for Manchester, Ellington, New Britain, which is a town that I used to live basically in, uh, Colchester, and then Danbury. And he's like, small town, get it? Ha 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 ha. Yes, yes, we get it. And that gets into a, a good yes. a good singing rendition of Small Town. Uh, everybody, you can hear the crowd crystal clear on it. Um, I don't have really too much on Small Town. If Dave, if you have a little bit more on it, we can elaborate. But I, I, I really want to get into the next three. There's nothing. It's a, it's a standard song. That's exactly, yep, That that that's exactly what... You know, Matt, Matt remembers the time where we would have to go through every song one by one and say, did you think it was good? Did, did you like this version of it? Do you think that they were doing good in it? It's funny that you say that because after, you know, a few months of, uh, of uh, not recording the podcast, it was actually really nice to hear this one. Uh, it had gotten dry and old and I never wanted to hear it again for a while there, but Man, you know, I I liked it. It was good to hear. It was good to come back to. It's yeah, I, I love when that happens when you just especially doing the show and doing, you know, basically some, like I recorded a different show uh the night before recording this one that we're recording now and you know, sometimes you get I we've gotten immortality in a lot of sets and I'm never going to complain about immortality, but I'm just noticing sure. Hey, the last four or five weeks, we've got immortality. I'm not sick of it yet. That's not a song I'll ever get sick of. But when we do get to a point where we're not going to cover it, I'm going to be really excited that we're doing it again. So, you know, it, it's good to get a refresher every now and then. So the, this three-song section is, at least two of this three, is like my dream section for what I want to hear on this tour, these two songs back oh, to it's, back. It's it's three out of, out of three. I think. Come on, Randy. I want to hear it for you. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm like, I have a soft well, spot I, for I, it. I feel just the same be, way. Yeah, just just because you talk about it so much, and like, I can't root against you because anything that you're speaking highly and speaking positive of with this band, I wanna I wanna cherish. 
So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I really would love to see all three of these songs on tour more than any other. But especially the first two are like the top two on my list. So it goes. I, I think I've seen the, the first two. It was years ago. that So the I have you the definitely one. saw sad. I know you saw sad because you were at that first Chicago show in 09 and they did sad right. that night. I wasn't at that show. Right, I, right. I'm right, keeping right. tabs on that. Got it. I don't know when you saw Brennan J, but I, I um, believe you I'd when you to, say you did. I'd have to. I'd have to look it up. Hmm. I wonder where you can do that, Dave. Can you give where, us uh, I, th- a hint? Is there a shameless plug we could we could do right now for a website? Uh, LiveFootsteps.org. There it is. Uh, yeah, that would be a good one. <laughs> that would be a good place to do that. So, all right, sad brain of J, big wave. These are three songs that are just. I'm chasing them. I, you know, I, I, I absolutely love sad. It's, it's fantastic. It's just, it's forceful. It's, it's energetic. It's, and and it fits the mood of this night really well. Um, along with brain of J, you got two songs that are kind of in the uncommon category there, or like, you know, at the bottom of the common list. And these are just the, you know, the energetic songs of this night are, are what basically propels it. And I, I'll never say a, a damn bad thing about brand of J, but this one was just, it was, it was fitting the mood. too they only had you know one cool down there at number six and then right this, this, they go this right is, back into this, it yeah this is not a cool down set at all this set is the whole thing is is pretty bonkers to be honest so uh, they're not wasting time they're not they're not wasting songs they're not wasting uh um placements except for you know maybe one or two songs that personally i just don't like but even then i mean it's still a home run you know Aside this, from one or two songs, you know. But this is also, in a typical set, could be a given a fly and even flow in this spot. And you're getting, you know, three songs that combine them all together. They haven't been played 200 times altogether, mm-hmm. I don't think. So, um, According to Setlist FM, they've actually <laughs> played 3,000 times <laughs> each. What cover band is playing Big Wave 3,000 times? Yours, uh, Matt Helbig and the and the big waves. Yes. <laughs> All right. Since you mentioned it, it's the live on four legs debut, and that's why Matt is here. Everybody that is an OG fan of the show from day one knows that Matt's favorite song or white whale of a song is "Big Wave," and I, to this day, I, I don't 
know if I understand why, because I, I, I don't know anybody else that, that feels the same. It's, it's a good rocking song. Don't get me wrong. And I think if you were never obsessed with it, I would just kind of think of it as just another song. It's, it's, um, it, it really doesn't even have anything to do with the song. I, I, it, it's off of Avocado, which is my favorite. That's your favorite, yeah. Um, it's, it was just, it was cool for the time. I, I remember getting it. I remember listening to it. Loved the song, loved the album. And then when they didn't play it at Irving Plaza, I, I think that just, um, it almost triggered something into my brain to where <laughs> now it's like, it's like an obsession. Yeah, and it almost has nothing to do with the song anymore. It's just this itch I can't scratch. So, <laughs> it and and I think they know it. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's a funny it's a funny little Jeff tune, and um, I I never uh, I never dislike funny little Jeff tunes. Um, so, give me big wave. I I just I gotta I I, I just gotta have it. You know. like the see here now festival i feel like that would be a good opportunity because they're on the water or or ohana waste it so get your tickets don't waste it in new jersey (laughs) i know the waves and on on the jersey shore are you know like you know filled with syringes or you know pollution and all that but but you you should you should do it in new york city in every uh, in, in every movie about in every movie about like an apocalypse or something about the world ending, where does a big wave hit? It's always New York City. Give oh, it to me in MSG. Like Tokyo. Come on. It's like Tokyo. No. You, you watch. Oh no no no! I'm I'm just talking. You know, you, they make an apocalypse movie every two years. It's like a football <laughs> movie. You're guaranteed to see a wave hitting New York City. It's it's it's. They, they want the scale. They want the uh, they hitting the big skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's. Uh, yeah, we'll see it again. I'm sure. Since we, um, since this is going to be your your parting ways from here, talk about this as a live track on this show. What'd you think? Uh, uh, nothing special. It's it's uh, they play it true to the album. There's really nothing. Uh, John crazy is triggered about it. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, the whole the whole show is great, and um. You know, as someone that really wants to see the song live, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and just like, like blow it up out of proportion. I'm gonna say how it is. It's a pretty standard performance of a pretty standard song, but it's good and it's, uh, it's, it's super fun and uh, it sounds like they enjoy playing it. So I don't know why they won't play it more. And you know, uh, Dave, maybe you could tell me. Maybe is are, are the crowd is the crowd just not into the song? Is it what, what is it about it? 
It's from Avocado. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like the crowd. Your favorite. I know. Yeah. It sounded like the crowd didn't react to it at first. And then once they got into it, they're like, all right, this is, you know, this is continuing the trend here. This is continuing to be, you know, a good little section. But I, I thought they like landed the ending. I, I, I thought yeah. the end of this song was freaking phenomenal. song like no way and how it has the faded outro on the album and Mm -hmm. big wave is like that too so you have to think what the hell are they going to do with it live so they don't you know uh, basically they have to smooth it out so they don't they're all on the same page because they they don't know how they're going to finish it and maybe that's why this is one of the lesser played live songs off of that record because they just they just haven't figured it out. Right. But I just thi- think, but this I, I think feels I think it's possible. like a finish. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think it's possible that maybe they just don't like the song, and that that's fine. You know, I don't think it's the best song on the album. I just, uh, it's, like I said, it's like, uh, it's just annoying now. I just want to see it. Like, like it's, it's, it's been long enough, and, and I just want to point out that. You you can't say that about avocado. Come on, you, you're gonna you're gonna say that about avocado after, after you have albums like Backspacer and Lightning Bolt that are just so flat and dry. Avocado is genius you know, you, on so many you, levels. You know, I'm, you know I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding <laughs> because you because you knew it would uh, hashtag trigger me, right? <laughs> I had a feeling yes. I was gonna referee a fight today. Oh, boy. Uh, no, I just I just think I, I think uh, avocado as a whole does. I just I don't think people see the genius in it, and and uh, it's genius in a, in a lot of ways. I I feel personally, but lyrically, it's one of my favorite albums for sure. I it's love. just the only the only, and we've talked about this a lot. The only problem I think with the entire album is the order. But um, besides that, I don't want to open up a can of worms here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, we we're we're gonna say goodbye to you because you have. Uh, other more important things to do, but you got your song in and, and it's been, uh, I think this is episode 71 or 72. We're in the seventies now that, that we finally got to big wave and, and we needed you to be a part of it because you were a, such an important part of the show from the early on. And, and, you know, we're, we're hoping for, for big wave for all of us, all of us that yeah. want to ride the wave where it takes us. So, just you know what? Even even if I don't see it at at MSG, if if they play it somewhere on this tour, it, I'll be happy. Just, just it makes play it. sense in St. Louis. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> one that's, you know, knocked off off of my list, but uh what so we're not going to have you around for for the rest of this, but like real quick, how'd you view the rest of the show like give it you want to give it a rating you want to give like your favorite moment yeah i think everything is played pretty pretty standard uh there, there were no like like um absolutely mind exploding moments and that's See, including big that, wave but okay i but what, what i think i think everything is played perfectly and it's played well um you know nothing nothing really like i said nothing blew me away it was stuff i've it, it was it was you know you, you've heard it before but i mean it, it was absolutely on point uh and it, i mean just the song the song choices are like i said bonkers they're crazy placements are nuts placements are just awesome here and yeah we have to uh we have to consider uh you know neighboring shows uh on tours now instead of just going to one msg and then and then calling it a year because right. obviously we miss shows like this. So, yeah, Encore One is fantastic. Uh, even Flow in an Encore One. Sorry, spoiler alert. I just want to point that out. I think that's really cool because it's unexpected and it's it's pushed and and it's almost to the point where you get out of set list one and it's like, uh, well, maybe they're not going to do it tonight. And, you know, that's that's a Pearl Jam thing to do. Who knows? You know, you, you don't know what you're going to get. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to, like, you know, spoil anything for the set moving forward. But, you know. Smile, love to see it. Um, fucking up, can't stand it. Uh, so uh, you know that that's one of the songs I was talking about before. It's all night fucking up. I I could have could have done without him. Um, but besides that, I mean, stellar. You got some more avocado in here, which which you guys will get to soon. Mm-hmm. Which I am never uh, never against, of course. So uh, solid solid eight and a half for sure. All right. Um, I I just wish some of these songs, including Big Wave, would have instead of being totally solid and perfect would have blown me away, which they didn't. And, um, uh, so that's why I couldn't give it a nine. So I'm going to go 8.5 because everything else is just, you know, pinpoint home run. Love it. I, you know what? An 8.5 out of Matt is, is basically a 10. So, you know, take that. I mean, it's, it's, it's so good. <laughs> this, this thing is so, is so goddamn good. Yeah. Uh, and I wish I could talk about the rest of it, but, um, I have to go, I have to go play my own bass tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it was just for the, the small amount of time that we had you on. It, it was, it was fun to have you back. And obviously, you know, I want to do this with you as, as much as humanly possible. Although I love doing it with John and Buckley too, you know, this is how it oh, all definitely. started and, and we've been best friends since we were six. So, you know, the, it, it means so much that, not everybody's best friend and them are going to share musical tastes. And it just so happens that we do almost, you know, uh, for everything, which is crazy. So, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about another episode for you to get on in the future. Um, Maybe some Wrigley stuff. Yeah. And and who knows? Yeah, definitely. And you might, um, you might hear me pop up in a uh, Patreon episode, uh, a little quickie, just, uh, I think, uh, what do you want to call that? Just a, I call them a a live on four legs, live on more legs. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just uh, shooting the shit for, for like 15 minutes. So yeah. 
look look for that. It's it's definitely only worth a dollar. I could I could tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for uh, having me back, and definitely, like I said, uh, get in touch with Randy through the face Facebooks and Patreon and all that stuff we'll about be the at MSG, yeah. for for MSG because I. I am very excited to see everybody. And like I said, we're going to be there super early to get online for the posters. And then we're going to be, uh, you know, holding the posters like, like a baby. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm still considering driving in and just getting a garage. Oh day, yeah. So, you absolutely so, should. I, I'm getting uh, a backpack. So, well, backpack I was, I was thinking about, I was thinking about maybe, uh, yeah, I, I could even offer up maybe volunteer services. If anyone gets posters <laughs> or stuff, we could throw them in my car or something. So, uh, we'll figure all that stuff out, but we'll uh, we'll definitely see you soon. Yes, indeed. All right. Thanks. All right. I'm going to go man. listen to Big Wave on, right. on my way. I'm going to listen to Avocado on my way to rehearsal, <laughs> I think. I got, I got the itch. <laughs> all right. Nice seeing you, man. See you, man. Um, I'll see you guys. Okay. So bye-bye, Matt. Thank you for coming on. That was, uh, that was fun to talk to him again, obviously, for all you – you know, fans of the show that have been there from the beginning from Fenway remember him and remember his, you know, long luscious locks of hair. And, uh, you know, it, it's been about eight or nine months and, and it, it was good to hear him again, but we, we continue forth through this show as we usually do in power through with a little section here of in hiding, not for you and daughter. And outside of like elderly woman, daughter is the first real hit, of the night and it's in the number 12 spot. So, you know, you're not getting even flow. You're not getting a given fly in this little section here. Uh, the expectant placement of things is so shuffled that I, I think it's surprisingly, you know, pleasantly un, un, unexpected. I, I, I feel like if I'm at the show, I'm just, just throw more at me, throw everything what, uh, that you got here. Oh yeah, they're 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 trying to go through the uh, the catalog here, right? Uh, how many how many albums have been played so far? We have like, you know, we have a couple of verses, we have a couple vitalogy, we have a yield. We don't have any ten at this point, not until the next song after this section. But like, it's yeah. very it, it's uh, eclectic for that's for sure, you know. And everything again. Sounding pretty good. Very, very good. Uh, yeah. It feels 2008, they're throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and seeing what's working. The two MSG shows had stuff like Who You Are, WMA in them, and Mansfield had some random stuff too, if I'm not mistaken. And I guess in between albums, they can really get away with that kind of sort of thing. That it was kind of a small tour anyway. East Coast, you got. You're in between Boston, you're in between New York, so yeah, sure. Just do it up. To pull out some rarities, yep. Yeah, so Not not For You had a great solo in it. It had a great modern girl tag. You get another brick in the wall for daughter, and the crowd is, is loud and intense during that, of course. And just, again, energy during this one is just with especially, you know, sometimes when it's hot outside, I'm thinking the band needs to use the energy so they don't think about the heat. And I'm wondering if that's part of why they feel like they're so tight in this. Now, I didn't see what the uh, the set was before any changes. Was there any more changes around here? No, no, it was pretty you know? straightforward. No, yeah, they, 
the only change that I saw was sometimes out, and then there were a couple of very small changes in the encore. But no, this this was all all this stuff here was meant to be there. So so they're writing the set list behind the stage, going, "God damn, it's hot! We got to get these guys hopping and get us mm-hmm. cool and <laughs> which is and get going." Which is why my next point here: the next two songs. You get Why Go mid-set, and that's, like, to me, a throwback to 1993 through 95, where they would do that sometimes. Because Why Go would, in the, you know, 91, 92 days, would be kind of early, but in 93 through 95, you have the earlier songs that you want to hit from verses, like Animal and Go, and Why Go kind of gets flushed near the end, because they still need to hit all of the other songs from two albums. So it's still going to get played, but it's kind of in that middle-ish spot where it's sort of on an island. But this doesn't, this is really a, just a powerful, energetic version. And, and, and again, from the unexpected category that why go isn't, that's like a, an opener. That's a closer. That's an encore yeah, it's, song. It's, it's normally, you know, between the one in ten spot, you know, three hundred and something times uh, in the uh, in the one to ten spot, and then a few, you know, around the forties and fifties after that, um, in between the sixteen and and like twenty five spot. But still, that's like it's few and far between, and I, I think. Oh yeah, I think at this time, why go? which is more commonly played now. It's, you know, a second or a third round pick if you're doing fantasy drafts. But I think back then it probably would have been a fifth or sixth. It's, 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 it's there, but it's not, it's not a guarantee. Right. During that tour, they played it 13 times. Oh, okay. Um, So that's a lot. This this, this is the 11th time they're playing it during that tour. Okay. Um, But I I guess I'm thinking 2006 then was that a little less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because 2003 it came back. So this so this era is really the re- revitalization of Why Go. Of, of Why Go, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So Why Go, Jeremy, uh, you know, it, it's it's great. Uh, again, you get another another hit with Daughter, and, and the hits are spread out just enough where you get little little hidden gems like In Hiding and, and Why Go mixed in with there. And, uh, yeah, so far... We're we're killing it through the first set here. This is this is some I mean, great you stuff. Got, right, you got Why Go. I mean, it, most popular song before Why Go and most popular song after Why Go is Jeremy. Both by far for both. B- for both. Wow for for Why Go, the most popular song before Why Go is Jeremy at seventy times, and the most popular song after Why Go is Jeremy at ninety one times. Wow. <laughs> and I'm sure so that that goes it's back always to, around there. Yeah, I'm sure that goes back to like early, early '91 days where they're playing nine song sets, and Why Go is number three and Jeremy's number four, kind of right. deal. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. So, but they, but they come back to this and they go, okay, we got to throw some ten in there. Let's go back to what we used to do. Ex- yeah, no, it's it's back to basics. You're right, and that's the first two appearances of ten. They're they're gonna they're gonna finish off with a bunch of 10 songs here um, kind of, you know, with these two and then to end the set and then to begin the encore. So to, 
in in between Jeremy and the next one, Ed is talking a lot about how hot it is, and he's talking about uh, you know the political political stuff at the time. I think there was an email butter butter email uh, that the the White House refused to open from the EPA, and he's he's angry about it, and he's saying why they're, they're not opening a letter an important letter from the EPA because they don't like what it says, and you know just. As more things change, they all stay the same. That's if if you're an anti Pearl Jam political person, if you don't like them talking about politics, 2020 is not going to be the tour for you. So, I guess stay home from MSG and give me your tickets. Yeah. Yes, please. All right, got that. Got that in for the show. So, uh, that takes us into Gone. Got that plug in. Yep. Yeah. Gone, Immortality, and Porch are the final three. Uh, Gone is fantastic here, and it's kind of become one of the forgotten gems of both Avocado and just their catalog in general. People don't talk about wanting to see Gone or or how good versions of Gone are. Um, You know, I I do. I do. I want to hear. I want to see it. I want to hear it. (laughs) Okay. Well, what what what, uh, what attracts you to the song, uh, you know, more than than those other people that don't? Because I I I've seen it before, but I would I would kill to see it again. This this was the second time that I had seen it, and the first time I was like going into the show after hearing the album, I was like, I want to hear go, I want to hear gone, and like it it j- just the the melody, the the the, the, the lyrics, it, it just resonated with me I guess it was just I wanted to hear it no more upset for him no more trying this this American within that final chorus and then Mike is just kind of soaring off into the distance with that solo there like there's something to be said for you know uh, how impassioned that could be and how you know live you sort of think maybe the song kind of because it has like a mid-tempo like an undertone to it 
maybe you kind of forget about it, but man, does this fly, and it's atmospheric when you hear it on the stage. Oh, it's certainly. I, 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 you get chills. I, I get chills when I, when I hear it. So the, I haven't heard it that many times, so. Is this your favorite song off Avocado, or? I would say it is. Okay. Wow. All right. I would say it's probably it's know, probably, probably bottom of my top there, five. But it's... <laughs> bottom okay. of top five is good. But it's, I, I, I love Inside Job, and I, I love uh, I'm a big fan of Comatose, and you know, uh, yeah, th- this is probably uh, yeah, like four or five. One of these days, I'll do my rankings. I, I don't want to take anything away from what Jamily Matters does. They, they do a good job, so. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do an avocado ranking at some point, but, uh, immortality porch boy, immortality is always just, again, you use that, that there's a key phrase there, atmospheric, intense and electric and just outdoor venue. That's, I think of two songs when I think of outdoor venue, I think of immortality and I think of footsteps and boy, does it, this, this was, this was great. Like I, this was the fourth show that I had seen of Pearl Jam, and this this actually my, was my first Immortality, and I I, I was floored to, to hear it. No, they did. It. They did a little bit of the arpeggiated intro. Did you know going into it that that was a thing that they did? At the time, I don't think I did. Cause yeah, at the time, I don't think I did. I was just I I, I don't think at that point I was listening to a whole lot of bootlegs. Right. So I, I, I don't remember, I, I had 2003s and I had only like purchased like shows I had been to. So since I had never heard, right. you know, Immortality before, I probably never picked up another one that, to, to hear that, oh, that they're going into it. You know, I know that's coming and so I was, I was surprised. It's one of the great things about continuing to go to live shows and continuing to uncover the bootlegs because I, same exact thing for this song. I always loved Immortality, but the minute I saw it live and I heard the the intro and I didn't know what it was, but then they, you know, they kind of delicately, I'm like, okay, cool. What is this? And then out of nowhere, dum, 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 dum. I think I might have told the story last week. I don't remember. But, like, I just, I got this, like, goosebump chill inside of me, this warm reaction that I was so happy to hear it and, and happy to have it. And uh, and I had not heard it live before I had heard it at a show. And it, it's those times, they're, they're more simpler times. And now, like, we know everything. And then unfortunately, like, nothing's a surprise anymore, um, which I'm hoping kind of changes on this tour. But shit. Immort- immortality was one of them that I just the minute I felt it live I said yeah this is this is now an instant top five songs for me to hear live and top five song for me in general that I love so uh, yeah I I agree with never that, yeah. never a bad version uh porch to to finish off mildly riffy no wacky strumming but no one two three four so it is tolerable it's just kind of you know it's rhythmic, but yeah, we, of course, post, post 2003, we always have to mention what kind of porch it is just cause that's, that's how, how it goes. But it's, it's a very energetic way to end the first set. Um, you know, what's, is Ed doing anything crazy during this or is it very, uh, 
is it is it basic you know him just high-fiving fans and stuff uh you know what it was probably a little foggy right now i don't i don't, I don't remember you were hobbling still I, I i didn't i i was still i was probably still hobbling and probably in pain and <laughs> and going uh you know yeah i i i was probably a little foggy at this point okay so yeah i i i would think i would think that i was probably a few beers in trying to keep trying to keep my uh ankle feeling better. <laughs> that's yeah that's the ticket right there but look they're Speaking of which, there's no real piss break song in all this. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't leave during any. And of that's these. why I'm glad I went much earlier. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, you always got to be prepared, folks. Don't don't drink too much. Like we should do like a, you know, a tips for being out of Pearl Jam fan. Drink one beer per hour. Drink, you know, go to the bathroom yeah. at this point. Uh, drink this amount of water. P- PSA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's get into. The encore, uh, we start the encore with Garden, a 10 song, the fourth 10 song after nothing from 10 being played in the first 12 songs. But uh, the show before, like I mentioned before, we went to the MSG show that were that was two days before this, and Garden was played for the first time in 52 shows. So it's, I, I think, I always love seeing that, that they kind of, they play a song and they're like, okay, we're feeling this. Let's continue doing this instead of, Hey, we played this and this is just a one-off. I like when they either continue it because they thought maybe, Oh, well that didn't gel the last time. Let's do it again. Let's see how we feel about it. Or, Hey, that felt really good. I think this was a case of that felt really good last time. Let's open an encore with it. That's to me what this version felt like. One and only garden that I've ever seen. Wow. I, I've been to some shows, but I this is the only garden, and I hold that, you know, hold that to my heart. You know, it's a dear, dear song, and uh, I want to hear it again. Bring it, bring it back to MSG. Come on. Well, <laughs> you're in the garden. Come on, I know. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, they're 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 in the garden. The last time I think the last time I heard it was at the garden. If I'm not mistaken, I heard it. I've heard it three times. Two times that I've heard it were in the garden. Of course, the one before this, and then uh, the last time I saw them in the garden in 2016 in uh, Memphis. So, I, I would say that there's a decent chance you can get garden in the garden this year. Oh, I'm sure. It's, it's it's a place you should hear. I mean, it's they they love wordplay and they love you know kind of jokes and, and all that stuff so uh again 
a song you're not going to get in a set. It's just, it's this treasure chest of just uncut gems of Pearl Jams that it's like the sads and, and the the brain of jays of the world in, in this set. And that's adding in a, a an earlier gem as opposed to those that are either B-side gems or, or, or later album ones. So, you know, I love how they're mixing up what type of uncommon stuff that they're doing. And this next section, although it's all common here, there is a spot in it that has an uncommon territory about it. It's better man into even flow into comatose and even flow of course, it's not an encore song. So how many, how often, like maybe since then, has Even Flow been an encore song even? All right, so uh, Even Flow was uh, 33 times in the uh, in encore one. Uh, no encore two or encore threes ever. Um, and then all the, actually, no, sorry, four times in another encore. In uh, encore uh, two, I believe. And then, um, and all the rest of them are in, uh, in the main set. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So this is, um, this is really weird because obviously during this whole episode, and I'm sure I'll make a statement before the episode airs, uh, that we, um, literally we're in the middle of talking about even flow and I get, I've getting, getting thousands of texts, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm paying attention to, to, to doing this stuff. And, um, obviously it's, it's can't, it's postponed. Um, and this is our sincere reaction to this right now, as this is all going on and we're trying to process this, Dave, you have hotel in New York city that, you know, that you booked and I, I have a flight from St. to St. Louis and, and uh, a hotel that I've booked and this absolutely fucking sucks. There's no, there's no other way to say it. This 100% sucks. Sucks sucks so bad looking forward so much to the new album looking forward so much to them being on tour for the first time in two years and you know they're getting to this point now where it's gonna be few and far between they're gonna go and have more 2019s where they're not gonna tour a lot and now we get this and this is just another just major, major setback that they have to cancel. What, what is it? 16, 17 shows, all of them Mm -hmm. just done. That's absolutely unheard of. It's, it's tough. This is tough because obviously we all want to see them. And obviously, you know, we don't really know what the future with, uh, with this virus is and you know, it, it seems to be spreading. It seems to be spreading pretty quick. And I believe, I believe science. I believe the scientists, I believe that, you know, that they don't have 
all the answers yet and they're still trying to look rapidly and uh, and all the people that say that the media is is overblowing this i um no I, apparently not because look pearl jam is a band that would do their homework they would do their homework and they would they would realize that you know well we we have to continue to finish this show that we're doing even though it's going to be challenge it's going to suck cuz everything that literally everything oh, that, that i sad. mentioned in the beginning show of the show that we were excited for is all gone or just postponed it'll come back later i got i got to think at least somewhat positively about this so um Obviously, you know, we'll have to change some things up, you know. So, yeah, tour, tour week that we were going to have a new, ep- a different episode each day this week. Um, that probably ain't happening. So, you know. Yeah. <sighs> burn your predictions, burn your assumptions. Save your predictions, burn your assumptions. All right, let's let's finish this. And we continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be with a lack of enthusiasm, but we're going to try. Mm-hmm. So comatose uh, after even flow hitting a stride. Ed is at the point where he still, you know, knows the lyrics and comatose, and uh, the bridge sounds really good. Sounds great. Wish we could hear it in 2020. Who knows if we will. That is shit. Fuck me. <laughs> Am I gonna say uh, this after every fucking song? I know. This this, this is hard. Uh, of course, we have to be recording the episode that was gonna re- be released the day of the freaking tour. Well, Leash and Blood back to back are at least really really good, and you're ending 2008 with two songs that defined a generation of angry Pearl Jam fans 15 years prior to this. Um, ones that had their moment. Other than us now. Yeah. They had their moment in the spotlight live very early on, 94, you know, maybe Leash in, in 92, even earlier, but Blood, 94, 95, those are prime years for Blood. And it really, you know, not only that, but this version of Leash, it's great because you don't, you know, they brought it back in 2006 and when they brought it back, they started singing lucky face during it. And you're like, Oh, well, you know, they lost a little bit of the vigor lost a little bit of its energy, but this version is probably one of the best post, you know, post drought versions of leash that there is.
Mike's putting on in here is just it's it's freaking it's great. I wish we could hear it in 2020. <laughs> Um, I'm still, you know, in in all this, I haven't, I haven't looked online a lot, so I haven't, you know, I'm still, we're processing this as we're talking this out together, so, um, you know, blood, blood's great, both of them are just brutally powerful, and I don't think you're gonna see these two back-to-back anytime soon. You know, in the last 10 years since they had done actual shows, uh, they weren't doing these back-to-back. This is probably one of the final no. times that you were doing it. Blood is really a, th- this, a throwback. This is, the only, this is the only time they've done Blood uh, after Leash. Ever. That, ever. It feels like... One, the t- one time, one time only. It feels like the two of them kind of, I don't know, it feels like they belong together almost. They're they were sort of the the angry anthems of their album before Vitalogy had all of the angry anthems. That makes sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but uh they're they're great and they finish off the first encore and it gets us into the second one. Um wow. I just looking I'm just looking at my notes, and Encore 2, my notes say, Ed introduces the band, talks about how much of a stoner that Matt is, and the next song is Smile, and literally my next line is, let's see what's going to happen with Dance of the Clairvoyance, where they do a little bass guitar swap for Jeff and Stone, just like Smile. I'm... Not smiling right now. If I'm smiling, it's ironically. Jeez. It's just... Yeah. I think... I think the best thing that we can do right now is just... No. Let's just just finish up. Uh, The set finishes up. Smile. Evolution. Alive. Fucking up Ledbetter. Um, I disagree with Matt. I thought that fucking up was really good. You know, big party, big celebration for the song. Um, you know, they're, they're eating it up. Uh, it was great. Great version. Let, let better as a little wing tag on it. Um, sounds, you know, it's got that fuzz distortion delay effect to it. Uh, that sounds like an older version, but it sounds pretty good. And, uh, evolution stone is, doing the solo and and someone kind of messed up the solo so it leads to an ed joke that uh he he should go back on bass so yeah. all right well good stuff um top three moments from this show you got them how how's 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 your ankle feeling at the end yeah pr- pr- probably pretty good after that uh you know probably a little liquored up at this point at the end uh <laughs> Yeah, a little, little. Uh, I, I definitely liked the uh, little wing uh, during Yellow Better. Yeah, that was probably a highlight for me. Uh, there was actually a, quite a few songs. It was the first time that I actually heard them. You know, first and only time that I've heard them. Um, like in hiding, that was this was actually my first daughter that I had ever heard. 
Whoa. Amazing. That's four four that in? First, yeah. Four four concerts in. That was my first daughter. Wow. Um, uh, it was actually my first porch. First daughter, first porch. Jeez. You're busting a lot of cherries at this one. Yeah. That's probably why it's important first, for you. First, 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 first leash. Uh, uh, I know Smile's not played all that much, but that was my first Smile. My first smile, and I've seen it five times now. So. Wow. Okay. So it was. It was. It was. It's a pretty good stat for smile. They don't do it as much as you'd think, like seventy something times. Yeah. So. Yep, cool. Seventy-seven. Um, I think you know I'm not gonna order things, but I think the stuff that I really liked from the show, I liked Brandon J. I liked um just scrolling through i liked gone um and i liked uh garden yeah those are I, oh you know what I, I really liked the leash blood combo that that's really my favorite thing from this i just you know i would have been more passionate about Angry, it angst yeah yeah i would have yeah. been more passionate talking about it and more positive had you know this show not have gone to you know basically been struck Shit. by the coronavirus so um where are you gonna rank it what, what, what are you gonna rank the show out of 10 uh i'd have to completely agree with matt and i would actually go uh actually i'd probably go eight and a half nine so probably yeah since i was there uh a nine that that was it was very very um, influential in my uh, my Pearl Jam fandom is this show. Obviously, I'm very nine. I'm very biased towards Hartford shows, and um, uh, I will give this a nine as well because I really, really enjoyed all of uh, the rare stuff, and um, you know, I, I enjoyed the energy from the show. The listening to it was uh, was a pleasure. I uh, before we finish things up, I do want to read a story from Kevin Murray, who's the uh, patron who requested this show, and his story here. I'll just kind of read verbatim. The twenty two thousand eight tour was generally really great. No album tours feel like the band. No album tours feel like the band is super loose, and the show is really perfect example of that. I had gone to the first night in Camden. And, and the garden shows, but this one really was far and away the best one. I would like to shout out Kurt, who had been a 10 club member since 1993, who I met on the PJ forums two days before the show. He sold me an 18 year old me, his spare, which was in the fourth fucking row two days before the show. So I can move up from the lawn. Just one of a thousand examples that this community can be the absolute best. Truly was an experience I would never forget. I caught two picks from Mike and one from Ed, and everyone around us was great to spend a night with. As to the show, it was hot. It was beautiful out. That night had a great tailgate before the show, but the pavilion was hot, and I remember being drenched with sweat at the end of the night. Also, the Philip Glass Metamorphosis 2 music as the band takes the stage, definitely my favorite as it builds with the perfect feeling of anticipation. Kurt and I knew the show was going to be fun. The second can't keep finished. I remember turning to him saying, we need a breaker fall right now. And then the band kicked right into breaker fall. And we both lost our minds. 
the first five songs that night before small town were incredible way to start the show and it felt like the band had such energy the first encore was the other real standout gardens one of my favorites then even flow in the encore was a nice surprise and for a song that's played every night then comatose leash blood is quite the way to end a set not sure if you guys watched any of the videos i did not get to watch the video um but during Leash, Eddie brought out a teenager. I believe her name was Katie, and she uh, from the side of the stage, and she was dancing around. He was dancing with her. He was having a ton of fun all night, and he thinks the girl was part of Make a Wish, and uh, the crowd totally ate that part up. So it was a very cool moment, and just showed how loose and energetic the band and the crowd were all night. Shout out to Eddie telling Stone to go back to bass after he flubbed the do the evolution solo since they had just played Smile, a joke that still makes me laugh to this day when I listen to the show. Finally, this was a great night where I wouldn't change a thing. The paper set list did cross off sometimes and replace it with Can't Keep, but that doesn't change anything. The set flowed well all night, and it really was a perfect summer night that capped off a great week of shows. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you writing in. Sorry the circumstances couldn't be more positive and, you know, I would have loved to actually finish the show up on a on a high note, but, you know, shit just happens. And this is obviously airing a little, little more than a week after everything is going down, so, uh, you know everybody's kind of had a chance. I probably will have differing thoughts and opinions of it. And maybe by this point, Pearl Jam would, you know, give the 10 club fans a favor and just give them the album as, as a, as an apology or, or something like that. I, I don't know. But, um, anyway, uh, Dave, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, thanks for yeah, doing, thanks for having me. Yeah. The fantasy stuff. We'll get to it at some point, you know, Teams are still... Oh, give me some time now, yeah. Yep, teams are still going to be intact. Uh, this was supposed to be a really uh, really busy month, and now everything is kind of up in the air. So, look, um, we might need a bit of a respite. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens um, next week. We're supposed to be doing Krakow 2018, going back around the world to Poland. Yeah, the, again, we're recording this right as the news is dropping. So it's it's absolutely crazy and and our minds are not really in the best place. So uh again, Dave, better circumstances that we'll have you on for next time and uh you know, lifefootsteps.org, yeah. you can go through all the old stuff and you know, Check out some of reminisce. Yeah, check out some of your past shows, and that's all we can do at this point is we can reminisce. And I'm 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 sorry on our part that I didn't do more on our end to, um, you know, hold up spirits. But again, I think it's kind of reflective of the moment that's going on right now and how we all feel. You know, we all put a, a aside a massive part of our lives to dedicate to this tour you know traveling far and wide and you know we're of course of course we as a podcast are not immune from it this is this is our our passion is going to see them live this is what we care so much about so uh, you know why we cover shows and and love the show like so i, I wanted to be as transparent 
during this episode as possible. We started off with a bang and we started off. It was a hell of a lot of fun and it was a Matt reunion, but unfortunately, um, uh, you know, we, we couldn't just finish this with a smile and act like everything was okay. Cause right now it's not. And we will try to make sense of it in, you know, as, as quickly as we can. But until then, thanks for tuning in. And uh, I miss you already. I really miss you because I'm not going to be seeing you. I'm not going to be seeing you on tour. So I really miss you guys right now. And um, it's going to just take a while to sink in. So miss you already. Miss you always. We will try to be back next week. If we're not, then uh, just hang tight and we'll get to you at some point soon. I think maybe right. maybe it's a good idea that that we do come back next week just to just to hold stuff together. So, well, we'll see you then. <laughs>